Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Educator Essentials, the podcast where we talk with our members about tricks and strategies to aid faculty, preceptors, and those involved in the education of the pharmacy workforce. My name is Gina Luchin. I'm Director of Academic Programs, and today I will be your host. In today's podcast, we will be discussing with Michael Wolcott about the importance of our mindset in education and his upcoming educational session titled, Oh, the Places You'll Go, the Power of Growth Mindset in Precepting at the ASHP Virtual National Pharmacy Preceptors Conference. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're so excited to talk about growth mindset and the power of precepting and, and how to do so. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you've been experiencing during the pandemic? So I am technically a pharmacist by training. I went to UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy, graduated from there in 2014, and then I was very fortunate in that I was able to do a PGY1 residency at Duke University Hospital. During that time, I decided that I was not done with my educational training and decided to go back for a PhD. So I uh, enrolled in a program at the University of North Carolina School of Education, and while I was there, I focused on the learning sciences and psychological studies, which really just means trying to apply learning theory and educational background to explicit practices that we do uh, as we engage with learners in real life settings. So more so outside of the classroom. After that, I decided to stay in an academic space. So now I work at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy and also the UNC Adams School of Dentistry, where I help a lot in curriculum redesign and then also changing how we interact with preceptors. So a lot of the work that I do within the School of Pharmacy is focused on preceptor development, helping them apply theory into practice and and really improve how they utilize evidence-based types of techniques and strategies to facilitate their training. So you really did take the growth mindset really to heart. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And I had no idea at that point what I was doing. And then I saw this theory and I'm like, oh, great. This is, this is everything about me. So, which is why I talk about it now. That's great. So you've seen a lot of different aspects of academia and the education journey. Can you speak to us a little bit about what it was when you first started and what it is now with the COVID? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, with the the role that I have across both the classroom and kind of the clinic-based settings, huge, huge dramatic shifts. I mean, when we shifted from a classroom-based experience, everything, it was just an emergency response. We were trying to figure out how can we engage learners in new ways, in ways that we cannot be physically in contact with them. So, dramatic shifts in how we conducted lab. In the dental school, we do a lot of practical experiences where they have to have hand skills. They have to they have to work with patients. So imagine trying to create that in a virtual environment. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, and then from a from a practice space, you know, we really engage in some ethical discussions of whether or not learners should be exposed in, in clinical spaces. Should Is that something that they're expected to do in practice? So should we have them do that as learners? How do we create safe environments, both clinically and psychologically, that really motivate them, but then also that we don't put them in harm's way? So there's been a lot of trade-offs of, of how do we respond in, in those spaces. And then we saw something similar with, with residents. You know, residents were shifted into some pretty dramatic 
types of teaching environments. They were expected to staff in critical spaces. They were expected to learn how to navigate a, a pandemic, which is nothing that I don't, th- I don't think any school prepares any student for, um, any resident for. And so there were unique learning opportunities at the same time. It's been a lot of challenges and a lot of adaptability that we've seen. So um, I'm kind of curious to see how, how we continue to navigate this as it's a continuously evolving type of thing. Absolutely. A lot of different changes and a lot of challenges and a lot of opportunities. Can you speak specifically about how do you think this impacts preceptors? I mean, learners obviously are facing a very different learning environment, but what about preceptors and how they are adapting? Yeah, and that's a great question. We've actually done a little bit of work with our preceptors to try to understand what it, what it is exactly that they're going through. And we got a lot of similar responses. I mean, I think most of it is, is uncertainty and confusion. People are hearing different things at different points every day if they feel like they're told something different of, we're having learners. No, we're not having learners. Oh, you can have this student. No, you can't have this student. Oh, you need to work with this resident. Now you can't. Or this resident needs to be in a different space. So one of the things that I think uh, a lot of preceptors have been have been looking at is how to balance their resiliency, their well-being. Work-life balance is completely in disarray from what it sounds like. Uh, individuals who have children are now being expected to teach, uh, which is one good thing about we'll talk about with growth mindset is how this relates to, to managing uh, education with their own children. But also, you know, how do we how do we how do we have compassion for others? How do we express gratitude for the things that people are doing that are just completely out of the norm right now? And so, I think that's one of the things that preceptors have really struggled with is just how do I be a good preceptor in a space where I've never had to precept before? And then how do I stay strong in that process? And so helping to facilitate that as much as possible is going to be critical. Absolutely. So many changes. So in a few weeks, you'll be joining us virtually and you'll be delivering the session that we talked about, about growth mindset. And this will be a virtual experience. Again, one more, uh, one more change to our program, but Tell us a little bit about your session. Tell us a little bit about what the growth mindset is and what we should expect to see. Yeah, so so growth mindset is a, a motivation theory that was developed by Carol Dweck, who's a psychologist at Stanford University. And she was studying how children face failure and obstacles. And she did some weird stuff where she was like, let's see what happens when we praise children differently. When we say, you know, you did really great, great work. You worked very hard versus you're so smart. You're so intelligent, which I'm sure we've all heard. I know I heard a lot from my parents. And what, what she identified was that the way that we praise individuals when they experience difficult tasks impacts how we approach future tasks. And so she identified there's kind of this spectrum in which we're either more growth oriented or we're a little more fixed oriented. And so a growth orientation is somebody who's really open to challenges, who finds feedback to be very useful. They tend to often be individuals who persevere for longer periods of time, whereas a fixed mindset tends to feel like we can't change things. So I hear a lot of people who say like, I'm not creative or I'm not a math person or I'm not a, an English person. That's indicative of a fixed mindset, something where we feel like we can't change it or where if we put in effort, it would be something that's kind of fruitless. And so really what, what the session is going to be focusing on is one, how do we identify where we are on that spectrum, because it's unique based on our experiences, based on what it is we're talking about, whether it's creativity, whether it's cardiovascular disease, whether it's certain pharmacology in different spaces. 
we're going to be a little bit different in each of those areas. And so first, how do we identify where we are? And then two, how do we engage in strategies that support others and even support ourselves to be more growth oriented? So how do we help people realize that they can change things if they put in a little bit of effort? And that's okay. Effort is okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to learn from mistakes. And so that's really what we'll be focusing on is how do we emphasize the type of language that we use, the behaviors that we model, and then also the environment that our institution might create so that we can lean people a little bit more towards the growth mindset and sustain that over long periods of time. Wow, that's a lot to cover. Uh, it's It really sounds like you really have to take a look at yourself and kind of change the way you think. That is difficult to do in a session. Can you walk us through a little bit about how you're hoping um, our audience will engage in the session and, and kind of walk us through the process by which you will deliver this content? Yeah, so this has been, I've had to have a very growth orientation in this whole process. Virtual environments are just so unique. And so one of the things I try to do is I engage in a lot of reflection activities. Now, typically, when we're in a live space, we can have a lot more interaction, we can have a lot more discussion, you get to learn from others. Um, Because that's one of the things that's really great about this space is when you talk about it, everybody starts to learn, oh my gosh, everybody has the same thoughts that they're not, that they're not meeting a certain standard or that I might not be as good as I'm supposed to be. Uh, And so that's one of the things that unfortunately we won't be able to necessarily replicate. However, what we are going to engage in is some of this critical reflection, this evaluation, um, creating a safe space to just talk about it and to feel comfortable. So what I'm hoping is that this individual type of experience will support people as they move forward and maybe start to spark some conversations at their institution. Maybe they'll pick up a book around mindset. Maybe they'll start to explore it with their children. Uh, so that's really kind of the hope is, is just that first nudge. I think that's that's one of the things is I don't expect people to automatically walk away and be like, oh yeah, I'm a growth mindset individual. I can change anything about me. I could become an NBA star tomorrow, or I could go be a pro football player as long as I put enough effort. You know, that's not what we're aiming for. We're just aiming for, like you said, this kind of awareness of, well, where am I and what do I support? Because a lot of times as educators or as parents, we actually really can enforce a fixed mindset and it can be very detrimental for children. And so that's one of the things is that what we're working towards now as educators in kind of the precepting realm is people who have been, who have had reinforced perceptions about knowledge and information and who they are. And so we're trying to reverse that. So how can we start doing that consistently across all spectrums is going to be really important. So, so we're going to take the first steps. That's going to, that's going to be the goal. There's a lot of reflection, some activities, so they can just learn about the process and then hopefully take it a step further in the future. Wow. Lots of lessons to learn. And it sounds like the mindset piece can help us cope with the change too. You know, it's, it's how we look at ourselves and how we face situations, as you said. So what advice do you have for our educators that are navigating the situation? Obviously the session will help them get a head start into that new process. Uh, but if you had to sum it up in a few sentences, what would you say is top of mind and most important for them during this time? Yeah, so I think one of the main things is is taking time for yourself. Um, one of the things that we heard a lot about from preceptors was that they are trying to. They're trying to be more attentive to their well-being and their resilience. When we see individuals who work predominantly within like an academic space, 
their roles have shifted a little bit where they have some opportunities to work from home a little bit more versus the clinical side. Some individuals are working from home or there's working in really weird environments within their own institution where they may not be physically in contact with people. They're having students do presentations or, or residents do presentations virtually, which is kind of unique. They're, they're missing that, that physical contact or that, that proximity to one another because not only are they not getting it from work, but they're also not getting it from their social environment. And so I think that's one of the things is our expectations shifted in this whole process. And for some reason, the expectations in education skyrocketed. Uh, and, and from work, we are now expected to teach individuals in a unique space that we've never navigated. We're expected to take care of our children in a space that we've never navigated. We are trying to provide support for one another or shift our approaches to recruitment or interviewing. I mean, there's a, there's a whole host of kind of shifts in how we're operating. And so with that, it's very easy to neglect ourselves. And I think that's that's one of the things that I always think about that, that old saying, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. And it, it's even more critical now that we can't help others if we can't help and focus on ourselves first. And so that's one of the biggest things that I want to advocate is just that individuals feel okay and and that they're they're willing to give themselves some some space and some some latitude just in in how they're performing and and understanding that it's good enough right now. I mean, this is we're we're managing we're in the six month seven month mark. I don't even know. I've lost track at this point. And so so that having a little bit of self compassion is really important right now. That is key, and that's such great advice. So in closing. I know the ACHP's virtual National Preceptors Conference is designed to really help develop skills and really get started on that process of um, getting better and learning new ways that you can improve yourself as a preceptor, as a lecturer, as faculty. Based on your unique background in pharmacy practice, what do you recommend for preceptors interested in learning more? So starting obviously with the National Preceptors Conference, but beyond, what other resources should they be looking for? Yeah, I think one of the main things is is really connecting with others. You know, when we talk about this in an education space, we call these communities of practice. And so that's what I really want to try to spark individuals with uh, to do. And that's what ASHP has done a really good job with so far is really bringing people together who have similar interests. So that was one of the things that we saw a lot from a preceptor development perspective at my work with various institutions is individuals want a space to connect with each other. They want to learn from each other. They want to know, hey, what ideas do you use? And so I think that's a really important thing is learning from one another and just connecting and asking questions. And then I think really one of the other steps is is reading. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I do a lot of in terms of learning how to apply a variety of different psychological and educational principles to what it is that we do. And so that's one of the things that I really try to encourage anytime I give any sort of conversation or discussion. There are at least three books that I will put on for reference of saying, here's some really great reads. If you if you like audiobooks, if you like to, to read a physical copy, these are great options to really just expand kind of your horizon. I find that people who engage in, in additional reading and kind of self-exploration are, are much more likely to try out different techniques or strategies. And so I think that that has a really positive impact in the way that they teach and connect with others. So those are really kind of the two big things is, is expanding your horizons by connecting with other people, whether that be virtually or, you know, in person. And then this, the second is expanding your horizons through personal education, whether that be reading, whether that be attending these conferences. I mean, I think all of them have really great merits, depending on what it is the individual is looking for. Any great reads you want to recommend? 
well, it depends. If you want something more educationally focused, I mean, Carol Dweck, her book on mindset is is really relevant to to what we're currently uh, talking about. One one book that I recently just read that I absolutely fell in love with was Think Like a Rocket Scientist. So it's a it's a book written by a rocket scientist who worked for NASA, and he describes basically how we can apply critical thinking and problem solving. And it's really interesting to learn about like how NASA has navigated a lot of errors and mistakes, and so really how you can benefit and learn from those pieces. And then right now I'm in, I'm in this like true crime kick so i've been reading some books uh like chase the darkness with me so that's another good book if people are interested in beyond teaching that's right i mean you have to expand your interests well thank you so much today for your time michael i that's all the time we have but i i do want to thank you for being here and joining us and discussing the importance of the growth mindset and also discussing the different experiences that you've had with education and how we can help our colleagues in this process. So don't forget, for those listening, Michael's session will be in the National Preceptors Conference that is happening in just a few weeks, titled, Oh, the Places You'll Grow, the Power of Growth Mindset in Precepting. To find out more information about this session and the rest of ASHP's educational programming offered in October, visit preceptors.ashp.org or contact us at ESD, that's Educational Services Division, at ashp.org. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. We look forward to hosting you for our virtual conference in October. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.